a disaster. <laughs> Just kidding. It's all going to be wow, fine. Wow, what a now. way to start, truly. I know, right? It's like, feels like fucking 1030 to me. I feel like I've been awake for four days, even though I haven't. How are you? I am also on that level today, I think. I get up at five every day. <laughs> yeah. And I go to shit-ass New Jersey and Shit. I work a job and then I come home back to Philadelphia. So I'm very tired all That's the time. crazy. Why do you do that? <laughs> um, <laughs> Because that's what pays my bills, I guess. You got to yeah. get that bread. Well, and, I make uh, a similar journey in that I travel from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, all the way to midtown hell's kitchen manhattan <laughs> i go to yeah, manhattan but that's every like the day plot of every rom-com ever though yeah that's true you're right are we already recording is this a part of the show what do you I, think? I think we are already recording i'm seeing this the waves go thing. up and down i know but this is my new thing just being I, like is the show already started like i'm fucking pete holmes <laughs> i honestly love yeah. that though because you're right into it it's like you're eavesdropping on a nice story Here's my thing about Pete Holmes. Should I tell you? <laughs> yeah, do it. It's like, I get, I get it. I get all of the reasons that we make fun of Pete Holmes. I'm right there. I, I poke, I poke fun. But I also feel that I would be just like him if I became a successful comedian. You know, I would be like so enthusiastic and annoying and sincere and everyone would hate me. And I would, and I would have an HBO show. Duh. Right? It's like it's easy to, you know, hate outside the club, you know, be if you're yeah. not in it, you don't know. That's true. That's um, not how it goes, but you got it. So <laughs> it's fine. I quit comedy, which is such a relief. <laughs> that's my new thing is just telling everyone I've quit comedy, even though I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Did I even start comedy? I don't Who think cares? you ever really quit. I mean, I feel like this is still comedy. Oh, my God. Do you laugh so much? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm feeling I, crazy. I mean, yeah, it it seems draining. I'm in like the equally draining world of music, which I feel is not funny at all. But there's definitely some characters, I'll tell you. You know what's the difference or what's what's not the difference? The similarity, the Venn diagram of these two worlds. Do you know what the do you know what it is? What's in the middle? Tell me. Boys getting canceled, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely like it's it's all around me and I feel like it's a good thing because you can be like, okay, like, well, all the bad people are kind of getting shuffled out of the island and oh, you know, those. shipped off to Fire Festival kind of. Mm, yeah. But they're gonna keep Not always popping up. <laughs> yeah. They'll and then never they try die. to come back. The bad, so. They're fucking zombie ass motherfuckers out here just doing bad stuff. <laughs> truly but also writing songs we like just kidding no they're bad <laughs> james oh my god I mean, wait should i introduce my show since this is literally the podcast now i think you should i think okay. you should yeah um my show is called classroom crush and i'm rebecca bolnez that's how you say it and here we are on a uh what day is today today's a Tuesday. tuesday okay do you know what the thing is, is that all day I've thought it was Wednesday. Holy shit. That's a good all way to start. Day. I mean, I'm just going out of my mind. 
And you know what? On this lovely Tuesday slash Wednesday night, I'm Skyping in with my friend and it's a slumber party, basically. <laughs> it's 6 p.m. And we're going to talk about our classroom crushes. Um, so your name is James. We're internet friends. Wait, how do you say your last name? Uh, Cassar. Oh, my God. That's not how I was going to say it. Okay, I am. How so- are you going to say it? I'm curious. I don't know. I just wasn't uh, expecting a hard C. (laughs) That threw me for a loop, honestly. But wait, tell them them who you are. You're the host of a a Modern Vinyl podcast, correct? Yeah, actually, breaking news. So today we announced (laughs) that the Modern Vinyl podcast is being rebranded. So now I host a podcast called Stereo Confidential. Ooh, it's a music podcast. Oh, my God. And what's... What give it to the fans? What's going on with so, that? So Stereo Confidential is still a music podcast. Good. Um, still the same lovable guys because you we need love more guys folks. on podcasts. Yep. And we're just kind of deep diving into artists and their discographies and trying to figure out uh, our listeners' burning questions. So people can tweet at us and be like, hey, I want to know this. Or, mm. you know, we have questions of our own that we talk about. So this... Uh, month we're talking about the band copeland for all the sad boys who vaguely love jesus out there this band's for love you that. um so yeah jesus that launches sunday maybe the ultimate sad boy <laughs> <laughs> jesus died for his sadness so. is he the first sad boy i should get more into religion that should be my thing of 2019 i should just like get into christ <laughs> well <laughs> Luckily for you, my story today is basically a crash course in religion. So Yes. You need to be on like 155. I actually literally told Josiah that. What else? Oh, who, okay, so I mean, what do, how do we describe you? You are the internet's number one music boy. <laughs> I like that. Um, you, okay. I good. think so. I, I would consider myself a music person, a music personality generally. Mm. I have the podcast, but I used to like run a record label called Near Mint. I used to like write for a bunch of websites like MTV and Alt Press, but then now I just manage bands. Um, speaking of another pod connection, so I manage this band. They're called Barely Civil. Have to plug them because oh, Isaac, yeah, of course, who's the drummer of that band, um, he's like submitted reviews to Classroom Crush to get his crush situation uh, read on the podcast to get free advice. He's a huge fan. He'll finish episodes before me and then be like, fuck, this reminds me of my current situation. And I'm like, oh, my God. <sighs> oh, my God. So sad. Has Isaac, Isaac has re- left a review and I haven't read it. That's so fucked up of me. No, you did a- read it. Oh, I did um, read it. OK, good. OK, James, <laughs> I feel that you have like a real fucking story for me today. Is that true? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm going to tell this story in three parts, okay? With, like, actual, I, like, ad breaks. Beautiful. I love a plan like that. I feel just instantly comfortable and at ease. <laughs> so I told this story at a show in between sets. They were like, we need to fill time. And I was like, I know what will get them. A story about eighth grade. Love but it. we actually start before that. We start in the first grade. We're um, starting in the first young grade. Young James Katz, are is in the first grade awaiting an appointment with his guidance counselor. She ushers his parents in. The guidance counselor sits all three of us down and says, I have a confession. Oh, my God. James will not make his real friends until college. 
This That's the what the grade, guidance camp so. counselor said. Yeah. That's so funny. That's very much a, mo- a my mom thing to say. Um, Is it? In the sense that I think I mentioned this maybe on a podcast. I don't know that my mom, um, my mom always said that I would, I would only get a boyfriend when I was 21 because I need to date someone older. And even though I have a fake ID, this is when I was a teenager, even though I have a fake ID, I don't use it everywhere because I'm, I'm like nervous about it. It doesn't always work. So I need to, I'll only date someone when I'm 21, when I know I can get into like all of the bars. Um, so then when I didn't get a boyfriend when I was 21, I was really upset. <laughs> Anyways. So it felt like a self-fulfilling prophecy because you were like waiting for it and waiting for it. And then, yeah, you know, what were her reasons for you not being able to have friends until you're in college? I don't know. I think we should back up a little bit because I'll I'll give context to why she probably said that. So um, I was born with cerebral palsy, which has not Mm. affected my brain, but my body's all fun and wonky and broken okay. i consider myself the floor model like somewhere in god's factory he was like hmm we'll sell mm. we'll sell him for a discount because he has broken pieces and that's kind of how i came into the world um but not to be the original sad boy there but um but, but can i, can I, I guess just say like, that i truly you said you said it did not affect your uh brain i truly thought like you said it did not affect my brand <laughs> That's like I, I feel like first. it's only enhanced my brand. Yeah. <laughs> so it's affected it positively, if any, you know? So yeah. it's a good thing. Uh, but, yes. so I, I feel like I accelerated far in class. Like, I was in fifth grade math in third grade. So it wasn't, like, super, like, that big of a jump. But mm-hmm. it got so bad that uh, the guidance counselor was like, yeah, James has to, like, switch schools and go to middle school. And I was a tiny, you know underdeveloped kid physically and basically at Sherman middle, which is where I went, like people were getting shoved into lockers and like beat up every day. And I'm like, that's not the energy I'm going to bring into 2004. So (laughs) I decided, uh, my parents mutually decided, uh, taking that guidance counselor advice into account that I would need to go somewhere more mature. Mm -hmm. So they pulled all their money together and they shipped my brother and I, my brother is like 18 months younger than I, uh, off to private school and so Ooh, this is in the fifth grade that first grade thing is kind of like the moment and it's like a flashback it's part of the story but it's like 30 seconds john c Riley's there for some reason you know it's weird um it's like so truly that sounds like a that's like an origin story moment that's sim- that in a way is cementing a brand i feel yeah, it's like in my origin story, that set up, and then the Marvel logo begins. So yeah. now the story can really happen. And then Tom so, Holland is there, and he's like, phew, phew, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> and you're like, cool, thumbs up. Wait, he's Spider-Man and Venom? Oh, my God. No, Tom Holland, not Tom Hardy. Oh, duh, not Tom Hardy. I'm can you imagine Showing that? my knowledge here. That's what I'm just waiting Amazing. for, Tom Hardy, Tom Holland. You know, the reboot of that Spider-Man with the Spider-Man and the Venoms of this That time. would be sick. Oh, God, I'd guess... be so horny. Anyways, so yeah. you're in a private school now. Where is this again? Is this in Philadelphia? No. no so I this? used to live in Michigan. Um, and so I grew up kind of in the woods. Um, Wait, what did you say? Up... In Michigan? Is that what you said? Yeah, I grew up in okay. Michigan basically in the woods. And so I went to this, like, really like small town elementary school 
but then I, when I went to private school, it was 30 minutes out from my house and it was on like a tree farm. And mm. basically all the classrooms were like part of this house. And How beautiful. because of the size and because of, yeah, but it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like there were 125 kids in the entire school and it was eight grades. So when I got to fifth grade, there were about 15 kids in my class. Wow. Yeah. And at this time, let's kind of color in the details physically. I'm like ugly. You know, you see like the 2009 2019 challenges. If mm-hmm. we did like a tw- 2004 2019, you'd be like, <laughs> you got a kick? That's a glow up, you know? Oh um, my God. Yeah. I mean, I shudder to think. I think that's when I was rocking my braces and um, trying to straighten my hair to the side and look like ugly Betty moment. Um, not good. <laughs> 2004, it's canceled. Yeah, but you know what? The hair is good, Rebecca. So you figured that out now. Oh, God. Um, thank, thank the Lord. <laughs> this, I'm really yeah, getting into the exactly. Jesus moment, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm primed. Anyways. <laughs> oh, you're ready. So we're not. that's the ramp up. So <laughs> not only was I kind of like not the most attractive fifth grader, but I also like was very extra and dorky. And we'll get to more reasons. But here's the first. So everyone is kind of lined up at the monkey bars and they're shaped like a stegosaurus. And so they're all kind of lined up by height, the whole 15 kids at recess. And I walk up to them and I shake everyone's hand. I'm going down the line and I'm saying, hi, first name, last name. I'm James Cassar. And I'm like introducing myself like this is a business meeting. And that's kind of that set the stage for. The there are little tears in my grade. eyes. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that touches my soul. <laughs> it was just it was just so sincere and like so misguided. Hmm. And that's kind of, of those, the theme of this. Were you were you one of those kids who um who like talked to their parents like, you know, you guys were both adults when you were younger? Or... Yeah, and I think I, I think like I liked that. I think it made me feel just like more included or like more of a contributor to my environment. I, f- I feel that you're the kind of person that uh, teachers were like, uh, oh, James, he's an old soul. Yeah, I, especially at this school, because there were only 15 kids and we basically had the same teacher for every class. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really emphasized the whole individualized attention thing. But I felt like all conversations were based around me and like how annoying I was. I felt like Hermione Granger, but not in like a charming way, Aww. just kind of like the kid that was like, I know all the answers, you know? Um, so that's yeah. kind of where we started. But I, I think also like the people in my class were very also like know-it-all. E. What kind of humbled all the tryhards is we went to high ropes courses like the week after the first week of school. And so it was like a team building exercise where they would... Mm send you to camp for three days in the woods but then like during the day you would be harnessed to these poles and like repel down these giant wooden stakes and you know basically do a chuck e cheese jungle gym in the air yeah it's a nightmare that sounds like a fucking nightmare (laughs) did you not have to do those (laughs) that's why yeah i think that might just be like a like a midwestern thing we have a lot of trees (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely, like, this is a white story. Um, (laughs) Warning, warning, white story. (laughs) So we were at the campground that night, Mm 
everyone's around the bonfire making marshmallows, uh, making s'mores. It's a great time. It's kind of like that scene in the Sandlot where they do the same thing. However, oh, yeah. at the campfire, uh, there's like a gossip circle forming. All the girls in the class are like in a circle and they're all whispering about boys they have crushes on. And <laughs> this so is a I, recipe I, for disaster. Yeah, so I was fearless and I walked up to the circle and I said, hmm, who has a crush on me? <laughs> oh my uh, God. Oh no. And everyone in stunned silence and kind of like nervous laughter was like, <laughs> uh, not I. Oh And then no. <laughs> this girl, she turns to me. Uh, and she says, I have a crush on no one. And this is where wow. our story really begins. Okay. Um, so this where is the story of... Where did this come of... from, though, James? Where did this this burst of just, hey, I'm going to ask the question, where did that come from? I think uh, my fearlessness around girls, I, I just think, like, I felt like I could. You know, if I have a crush on someone or, like, like someone at this point in my life, I'm going to tell them. Like, mm. I had a crush on a girl in kindergarten who had a swimming class that was at the high school that my sister had a choir recital at. And I saw her in passing, you know, and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm in love with her. So I went to a restaurant and I colored, like, a placemat. And Do I you? gave it to her the next day and said, I like you. And she did not like that. So <laughs> that's kind of... Wow. <laughs> that's but it's kind not of the person yeah. we're dealing with. It's yeah. That's the thing. There's I, I relate to I get that in a sense because I think, you know, there is a difference between confidence and just like delusional fearlessness, you know? You're, yeah, I definitely I'm sure think you're delusional not like delusional fearlessness. Yeah. Oh it's man. not like malintentioned or like it's mm -hmm. not put in a wrong place. It's just like I was just like, hmm, let me try this. You just know, why maybe I'll fall I? in love. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, okay. <laughs> so this is the story of Mandy. That is the girl who said she had a crush on no one. Um, so it it came out just kind of through our fifth grade class that she was also a know-it-all where we would, we, we had like these essay exams and social studies and the first one was really hard and I was really proud of that 88% that I had. <laughs> and then Mandy turns to me and she says, I got a 100 with Ooh, a smug wow. look on her face, went She's to her bitch. locker that had no lock on it, put her exam in it, and walked away. And I was like, wow. Well, I don't like that boing, at all. Boing, boing. Oh, you don't like it. Okay. <laughs> no, not at the time. It was very standoffish. I was like, I'm nice to you and you have to brag. Like, weird flex, but. Is this you know. in fi is this in fi fifth grade still? Yes? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we have not yeah. jumped ahead. I will signpost. Okay, but good. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely told this story enough to where I'm like, yeah, this is where the tension is. But so <laughs> it's like my only story. So fifth <laughs> grade that. kind of ends up this way. Like Mandy is not arrogant, but she's very proud and boastful. Mm -hmm. And it bothers a lot of people. So she ends up really not fitting in in the fifth grade. And neither do I. For Because just they're like... fucking sexist. That's why. They don't know how to handle a strong woman who knows herself and knows her worth <laughs> right that's a good way of thinking about it actually i well, need to reevaluate that well no because my thing is like i am only i have been just thinking about you know 
like personality traits of mine that people find annoying uh i'm like i get it but also like you tolerate it from like dudes that are just like me like speaking of blank check i did the bad thing where i went on (laughs) on like uh the reddit and i was like oh let's read the stuff about my episode and there are a lot of people who think i'm fucking so annoying and hate me and like but they complain about shit that like I do that. I'm like, okay, but Griffin does the same exact shit. Like me and Griffin are very similar, you know? So it's like, Hmm. Yeah. I can't take, I can't take this too personally because uh, that's just a fucking a sexist. <laughs> so that's where I'm coming from <laughs> defensively. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. some people are scared of like, you know, strong independent people in general but like women especially because it feels like an affront to their own strength and independence which Mm -hmm. is just bullshit well especially in fifth grade though because it's like probably like kind of an uncommon thing like a lot of girls i mean fifth grade is is what a nightmare you know girls are starting to hate themselves and blah blah blah. so to be like a bold girl in fifth grade i feel like is very off-putting to like boys especially you know yeah um i just feel like at this time i don't like remember the specifics of the situation that just stood out to me because i uh someone just casually asked what grade i got and then she like made a show of it and i was always mm-hmm. like hmm but now i'm thinking no like she was probably just sharing in the conversation we shut her out of and that was a very nice so so she's you you're both at this point kind of outcasts in a sense yeah yeah okay so that makes our uh, unlikely friendship or likely friendship in the sixth grade a lot more uh, sensical. It made mm-hmm. a lot. We fit together. So imagine basically the only fixture of this school is a soccer field. It's behind the gym. It's Got kind it. of where everything happens. We had like a school fair on this ground, like inflatables and everything. But yeah. every day people played soccer. That was the thing. And Great. so I did not. Um, <laughs> yeah. And neither did Mandy. And no interest from Mandy. <laughs> so she was on the bench like I was. And eventually we sat next to each other on the bench. And then we started talking about Harry Potter Beautiful. and the Order of the Phoenix. And oh my God, the sad one, the book. fifth grade one. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about the hot new HP. And over time, it became apparent to other people that I might have a crush on Mandy. Um, I did Before not. Before you However, realized? Oh, no. No. Someone Before else. Before you even did. Yeah, because I feel like in the sixth grade, everyone just wanted to see if they could smell a rat before someone else. And so they were mm. like, hmm, let me just start this up, you know? Got and it. there was this kid in particular. I'm going to use his real name. Yes. His name <laughs> is Stefan. And his last oh, name. I, you no, needed to. You had to say that his name was so, Stefan. Ugh. Yeah, he uh, he's a smug little guy, and <laughs> he he looked. He took one look at me. He's like, "Do you like Mandy?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> he told a bunch of people on that soccer field the next day. He get that- he gathered everyone around and he said, "You know what? I have a secret for everyone, and I'm gonna share it." And uh-huh. I was right there, being like, "Oh no." And then he told everyone that I liked Mandy. And then I saw Mandy take one look at me and walk slowly backwards. And oh my we God. didn't talk until she moved away to Mexico. So. What? Okay. Yeah. This is like, I, I am obsessed when 
like middle schoolers are like gather ye around <laughs> i have something to share but you did did you like her at that point i th- i think like it it started to form mm-hmm. you know but i like also but you weren't like broadcasting didn't... it yeah i was kind of being pretty careful i think after the the fearlessness of fifth grade and yeah. really putting myself out there and like i i lost a bunch of weight like also because i was in physical therapy and mm-hmm. so in the sixth grade, I was kind of like, you know, a, a person, you know, stepping out. And so I wanted to be that stepping and not, out. you know, kind of the yeah. personality. I wanted to blend in mm-hmm. the perks of being a wallflower or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So can you believe I, I never I think read I liked it? Her. Isn't that fucked up? I never, never read, that read book. it. No, and now it's too it, late. But I own I the movie point, because Ezra Miller is in it. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? He he did a great job, and that movie was good. I mean, it's pretty faithful to the book, so. Okay, then I basically read it. <laughs> I mean, you definitely can tell that I read it multiple yeah. times. Um, <laughs> it was definitely formative for me, and that explains everything about me. So, even this. Yeah. <laughs> so, did she just so, fully cut off communication with you? For a bit. Um, and then she moved to Mexico. And we, before she left. Why the fuck did she move to Mexico? Her dad's job. I think he worked for some engineering company uh, pretty close to, like, one of the auto companies. So he got transferred to... Mm, Sounds um, fake. I'm just kidding. (laughs) She just needed to get as far away from you as possible. She, Um, uh... We had, like, a going away party. Sixth grade? Is that when she left? The end of sixth grade? Yeah, she left in the sixth grade. Okay. And... We had a going away party, and it was catered by none other than Taco Bell, because these are Delicioso. a bunch of white kids who were like <laughs> not cultured at all. Like my experience was so weird, and oh so God. we had a Mexico going away party catered by Taco Bell, and I didn't have a chance to talk to Mandy until the end of the school year. So at least you were invited. We had this whole semester. Yeah. Well, I guess she can't invited. not it's invite like, you since it's such a small like thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, this will come up again later in eighth grade, but Mm. I feel (laughs) this school is so small that if you don't invite someone, it's like it gets around and Mm. it becomes like a problem that the parents have to deal with. So you're at this, you're eating some fucking Taco Bell at this. Yeah, we're noshing on some soft tacos. They wouldn't even upgrade to like a bean burrito. They were just like soft tacos for everyone. And then... Mandy and I don't talk until the end of the school year. Um, I get this opportunity to write in her yearbook, and she's Ooh. not there. They're going to airmail it to Mexico. And so we're all signing it, and I leave my email. Oh, okay. And I was trying to I was trying to dig up the email address today. Get ready for this. Frodo13 at Comcast.net. <laughs> tried Absolutely. to log in. And I could not. And that yes. would have been beautiful um, because that was the best decision I could have made in this situation because three months later I get an email and then uh, we talk until she moves back to Mexico or sorry, back to the United States. Yes, from Mexico she's in Mexico. In 2008. So two and a half years later. Damn, damn, damn. Um, basically it just became apparent that she was lonely in Mexico. And so she had, as a result, like found religion and like really clung to that. And instead I clung to Blink-182. 
So <laughs> of course that was we didn't relate on much, but we were probably our closest confidants. And my God, we, then, Tom then we got and Mark AIM and Travis. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, and sometimes Scott. But of course. Um, but wait, when you before she emailed you, were you actively? Or like like after the whole trauma, you know, of you guys not talking anymore, were you actively sad about it? Yeah, had, yeah. I mean, because my parents like knew who she was and would like be like, "Hmm, like where's Mandy?" You know, like mm. we had this event at our school one Saturday, and my dad drove my brother and I to it, and my dad like met Mandy before she moved away. And he could see that I was getting kind of flustered. <laughs> and so he would always be like, do you, like, have a crush on her? And I would be like, no, no, no. But then <laughs> I would think about it, and it would, like, stick there for a minute. And I would be like, yeah, probably. But mm. so that would make, you know, mom and dad yeah. be like, hmm, like, I wonder what she's up to. And I'm like, I don't know. We don't talk, you know? Like, And then you go it. sit in your room. Yeah. And you and listen to sad Listen stuff. to Blink-182. Yeah. So we're just coming back to that. But so how did she so she okay yes tell me I I think just like she I guess she was open to the idea of maintaining a friendship you know mm-hmm. after she realized that like she was alone where she was and I think yeah. like that is pretty key to my experience in middle school as well because of how I went to an extremely small middle school as we've established so like you had to be friends with people but if they weren't nice to you like you couldn't really find a place and yeah I feel like I was in a weird situation where everyone seemed to have an equal or someone that was into something that they were uh except for me like I had friends that were into like similar like music and like you know video games and stuff but like I couldn't skateboard and that was a problem for the dudes in the class that were like oh so <laughs> they're like uh you I don't skateboard kind of man out. sorry dude we can't hang because <laughs> i gotta hang 10 actually that that's surfing never mind <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up but okay that makes me sad but i yeah i'm just having like flashbacks yeah. of like me in eighth grade after brennan fucking sullivan which yeah now i'm just saying his full name after brennan sullivan uh made the whole class turn against me and I had no friends. I was literally just flashbacks to just like me sitting alone in fucking lunch. And that's very upsetting. No child should be alone. Anyways. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there were like, um, so like Mandy doesn't move back until the eighth grade. So like from sixth grade to eighth grade, I would have these weird experiences where people would like bully me in weird ways. So like, I don't mean this to be deep or anything. Like it's kind of funny looking back on it now because it, it mm-hmm. happened. Um but I had this classmate who put sticky tack in my hair the day of the science fair. And I had like a presentation um, and my parents had to cut it out afterwards. Oh my and they God. were like, why would you let him do this to you? And I was like, he's bigger than me and I am very small. Yeah. <laughs> I have no money, you know, like it. Sorry, yeah. I'm just recycling John Mulaney when I can't think of anything. But uh, <laughs> it's tough. And, and like I remember just being, you know, we would... Mandy and I would hit up AIM late at night, you know, just back and forth, back and forth, you know, green text on a black background, like I'm in Die Hard 4. And mm-hmm. what was your <laughs> away message? Like, you know, at I the really time. wish you were here. Do you My remember? away message was probably like Mandy was really into Christian music and I felt like a happy medium and like Reliant K. 
right? Yes, of so course. So, like, <laughs> I think it must have been, like, Be My Escape or something. Or, like, Who I Am Hates Who I've Been. And I was like, that's an anthem. I was going to That's, gonna like, say, self-assured. That like, song's so fucking checking good. Checking yourself Have I talked thing. about that song? I can't yeah. remember. I don't know. Who I am hates who I've been. Oh, so good. I listened to that it's shit. It's so good like, in the melody. Mm. Um, and I'm cutting it in right now. This is no place to try and live my life. And we're back. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a great, great clip. Thank you Thanks. for that. Um, um, so, yeah, I think like, So you're hitting up AIM late nights? Yeah, hitting up AIM. Either I'm hitting up her or I'm hitting up, like, Smarter Child. That bot. So I could, like, talk to someone. Um... It was a weird time in my life, but yeah. <laughs> and I basically I would just hit her up and be like, "Hey, I wish like you were here, you know, like I wish we could hang out." Um, and like on MySpace, which was another kind of way that we communicated, um, she was actually the person that convinced my parents that I could put a picture of myself on the internet. Oh wow, which that's now there power. Are too many, so, but yeah, so she basically kind of changed my internet presence, and therefore I owed it to her to kind of like be permanently online. Now I'm mm-hmm. sorry for that, but I think at the time that's how we communicated and how we kind of lived our lives. And I remember I started talking about Mandy kind of in MySpace bulletins and like what people <laughs> would be like, do you have a best friend? And I'd be like, yeah, Mandy, you know, like smiley Aww. face, whatever. And my friends from home, like who lived in Michigan, but like knew who she was because they went to like fifth grade with her were like, <laughs> when she comes back to Michigan, you know, in January, you're not going to mm-hmm. talk to her. Like, you don't talk to anyone. And I was yeah. like, well, you're probably the reason, you know? Like, you're not really helping by saying this. Uh, yeah. I did not say that. And flash forward a little bit to that day that she comes back, and they were absolutely correct. Um, uh, but we, bas- <laughs> we basically communicated exclusively through the internet. We were both really awkward, like, horrible children who really like liked each other's company but like couldn't vocalize it because we yeah. were just like scared kids um well that's a but, whole generation of people that like have had some of their most significant like <laughs> relationships quote unquote just like online you know that was like me and my fucking t- australian tumblr tumblr crush for like three years or whatever the fuck you know like it's it really is a unique thing that i don't know of any like i don't know if my parents fucking get that you know i mean yeah i think i think we'll get to this like but i think like it did affect this whole experience affected how i looked at relationships like even more romantic ones in the future like especially when i was in high school because i moved again i moved from Mm. michigan to virginia in the 11th grade so, like, that wiped out college plans. That wiped out friend groups that I had accrued over two years. Ugh. And yeah, so I was, like, kind of lost. And so instead of, like, trying to, you Reach know, adjust properly. Reach out to the tangible properly, world around you. Yeah, I just, like, yeah. got a Tumblr and, like, really was into you that gotta. forever. <laughs> yeah. And then I, so, I dated a girl from Tumblr for years because of that. So this is Okay, kind we'll of, get like, there. The we'll get there. We can't spoil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So she (laughs) she gets she's in school with you in eighth grade again. Yeah. So she she comes back for January because she wants to graduate in Michigan, and her dad like moves Hmm. back. Basically, wait, how'd you guys? I remember this really well because 
had you guys like made hypothetical plans being like, oh, when I move, like, let's hang out and we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Had you guys talked like that? I at think all? so. Yes, there was a specific conversation that we had and it was the night of a Halloween party. So this is like months before she comes back. But I'm in the basement of this house and there's no one down there. And so mm -hmm. I'm prepping for this onslaught of hormones and emotion and Halloween mm -hmm. with this kid from the seventh grade. And there's an iPod shuffle on the ground. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's that Let's song get by it Lil started. John's? Yeah. So song by Lil John's playing uh, Snap Your Fingers. <laughs> You can do it all by yourself. Let me see you do it. That one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's It's on playing. my Dirty Miami playlist. Anyways, go on. It's a great playlist, by the way. Thank uh, you. So that song is playing on this iPod Shuffle, and it's plugged into a speaker. So people upstairs hear it, and so they calm down, and then... <laughs> you know, start snapping and grooving and having a good time. Oh my and God, so and the you guys eighth are grade also white. guys, yeah. So these eighth grade guys are coming down with their GFs and they start making out. And oh, then gross. my brother, gross who's in the sixth grade, grade he's at this out. party. Yeah, exactly. So my sixth grade brother, clearly bored of this nonsense, comes find me and he says, do you want me to call mom? <laughs> and... <laughs> That's kind of when I was like, yeah, like, there's nothing for me here. Um, so we left. We blew oh, that pop God. stand. And I went home that night. And I was talking to my mom. And she was pouring me, like, seven up and being like, what's wrong? And I was like, mm, when will I find love? And I she love was your like, mom. Mm, why don't, pouring seven why up. Don't, <laughs> why don't you ask Mandy to be your GF? So oh, God. I asked yes, her. Mom. And then. You did? Yeah, and I changed my relationship status on MySpace, which is an Stop archaic concept it. that definitely existed. And then I got a private message from one of the dudes that was making out at that party. And he said, similar to what he said previously, he said, you're not going to talk to her. Like, why is like, it you your know business, that you guy? don't like her. And so then I uh, messaged so Mandy wait, so and I was she like, accepted, I guess though. like... Yeah, she accepted. Well, this was MySpace didn't have like an acceptance thing. But like, you asked her first. You could first? just say it. Or did you just yeah, change I asked it? Her. No, no, no. I asked her. We had a long conversation about it. I was like, hmm, maybe this will be good for us, you know? And then she oh was like, mm, I agree. And so <laughs> there we were. And boyfriend and girlfriend. And two days later, <laughs> I was like, hmm, I feel like people are not chill with this. So maybe we shouldn't do this. Because like people were making fun of me like to my face too about this. And so oh I was like, God. all right, chill. That's so rude. So, Get a life. Yeah. But then I think when it came time for her to move back, I started getting excited at the possibility of being like, you'll see, once she's here, I'll talk to her. We'll make out like you and your friend, you know. And we'll whatever. dance to Lil John together. <laughs> we'll grind. Yeah, exactly. It was like, <laughs> I'll show you. Um, I'm going to grind with this no girl. One. Yeah. Poor, poor Mandy. But so basically <laughs> the day that she's coming, I'm like dressed up, not like suit and tie, but I'm wearing Aeropostale, which for me, like, <laughs> is enough. Because um, I was like a fake skater, dude. I think I still am. But like, we know, all really are like Quicksilver and Element, Bam Margera and Tony Hawk's Underground. And That's all, that all I wore too was Bam Margera merch and fucking independent merch. I was so cool back then. <laughs> Independent's sick. But oh, that's uh, good. 
so I dressed in Aeropostale because I felt like that was height good, of harmless. luxury. Yeah, the height of luxury. Yes. Aeropostale. So I'm like brushing my teeth like forever and like really combing my hair. And uh, mom's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, Mandy's coming back. She's like, oh, OK. So <laughs> <laughs> then she texts my dad. And I remember this because dad then texted me. Um, she said, James is looking spiffy for his girlfriend. And oh, the dad said, God, are, are you ready? <laughs> and I was like, all right. So I, I was not ready. I was actually more nervous now. So How am I both of your parents in this story? <laughs> they're just like, I feel that I they still do them. this. You know, even when I'm, you know, talking to someone like as an adult, they're like, hmm, how's your girlfriend? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> they're, they're funny. Um, so now it's so becoming yeah. real to you, though. It's like, oh, shit, this, it, is, this is going It's down. like ramping up. Like the drive over to this middle school is like 30, 35 minutes. So I had this mm. whole time to kind of be anxious about it. And I then I get to school and I don't really have a chance to see Mandy until gym. Because in the eighth grade now we oh, no. like have different classes. Like there's a rotation of teachers. Like it's more like an actual school. So mm-hmm. I I don't see Mandy until gym. And <laughs> the way I get the her attention, class. I feel like I heard this on a different classroom crush, but I like had a volleyball in my hand and I like threw it at her head <laughs> and I like it landed and it hit her in the back of the head and she looks at me and I wave like this real coy wave and she oh like smiles God. a little bit and like doesn't talk to me and then later IMs me and is like hey like why'd you do that and I was like <laughs> that was I an insane know. thing to do why would you do that <laughs> look I'm so random okay at this point in my life we're hitting so random I'm um, so random xd face uh yeah, and something of definitely. you know rar <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I mean, scene bands were on the rise. I was all over that. But um, oh, God. then we kind of chilled out, but we, we still were kind of awkward and didn't really talk. Um, but I would, I would like do these like outlandish things, not like, you know, publicly embarrassing until uh, later in eighth grade. But there was a time <laughs> when in eighth grade, <laughs> I like said, hey, I made you a CD, but here's the catch. It's in the rafters of the gym. Oh, my so God. you're going to have to get help to get it. And like how, how what a bold thing to say to someone. <laughs> I mean, she got it, so she got <laughs> okay, it, good. and then she emailed me and said, "Here are the songs I like. Here are the songs I don't." You know, it was very wow. like a middle school crush playlist. But she listened to it, and she was very nice about it. And like then I was like, okay, like she, you know, still wants this to work. We just like have to get over this barrier. You know, there was one time when I really like was extra. Um, so. For science fair that year, we skipped it. And instead, my teacher was like, okay, we're going to have a science video project. And I smell danger. (laughs) It's great. It's somewhere on MySpace. I'll try to send it to you. Um, But basically, the video had to have a volcano erupting, like a Diet Coke Mentos type contraption. But Mm. anything else could happen. And so I had this friend, Evron, that's his real name, uh, who was like i'm from turkey so i want to be in your movie and i want to be named super turk this was his idea (laughs) if this happened in 2019 it would be a problem i would be canceled but there was you're still canceled sorry (laughs) i hate to tell (laughs) you but you're still canceled (laughs) all boys are bad it's true but 
Um, I don't know if this was the case for you, but every time that I had a video project, there would be bloopers at the end. Like it would Duh. be a separate video and it'd be part of it, you know? Because it's so funny because you guys yeah. are like rascals and it's hilarious. <laughs> exactly. We were. It's, wait, it's, it's funny. so funny that you're bringing up a video project because I just got like my DVD player and I have like DVDs, right? And I have this cd that says this like dvd that says good people and i was like what is this i can't remember and then i put it in and it's a fucking video that i made for like my gifted class about like values in like eighth grade and it was i mean you know i love watching shit like that this was straight up hard to watch (laughs) like the montage and it was an all American reject song, but we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I'm so like, this glad you brought that up. <laughs> is equally as embarrassing because there's a portion where, like, every boy in the video has their shirt off and no, they're dancing. Absolutely. And there's not. a period where I am also like, I don't know how. Like, we were allowed to play this in middle school. Like, I felt like there was going to be a period where, like, the eighth grade teacher would stop the video and be like, okay, you're expelled for, like, indecent exposure or whatever. But this did not happen. So <laughs> that was, like, part of it. There was a dance montage or something. To no music. It was just people yeah. saying, super Turk, super Turk. Like, so fucked up. And then there was Incredible. a period where there was a Q&A session, I guess. And someone points the camera at me and says, hey, James, who do you like? And (gasps) so instead of saying Mandy's name, I spell it backwards, letter by letter, because that's the person I am. I don't make sense at this point in my life. (laughs) But I am not here watching this video. That's the best part. I'm in the bathroom under the sink, knowing what's happening and being like, oh, she's going to see that. We didn't edit that out. You told me to keep that in. Why did you tell me to keep that in, dude? Like, oh you know, my God. We, didn't, we didn't edit that out. So I was like, what? Are we not going to be friends anymore because I did this dumb thing? No. You're literally like Seth Someone... Cohen in the OC when he like stands on the coffee cart and he's like, Summer, I love you. And this is us. And here I am. And it's like so embarrassing. You're just doing it in such a public way. Oh my god, that's yeah wild. But then someone comes that, into that, the bathroom. That's that delusional fearlessness coming back, though. That's that thing. I'm just like, oh well, I'm gonna just do this, I guess. Yeah, I think like, and I feel like in this particular situation with this particular person, it got worse. Um, not like in a weird, like not in a weird way, or like where it was uncomfortable for anyone. It was just like it became to a point where oh, like <laughs> I can do this, and people think it's like funny or whatever but mm-hmm. i'm like sincere and earnest about it so i'm not hurting anyone but it's like annoying to watch it'd be like if someone you know said i love my girlfriend so much and like talked about it using a megaphone like and it's like if someone posted like, on instagram i love my curvy wife <laughs> wow oh you're the, are you the i love my curvy wife guy canceled <laughs> <laughs> am i but you're just yeah. such a sincere boy. That's what it is. And yeah. Like, well, the thing is, is that like everything in eighth grade is performative. So it's like it makes sense that it's like, oh, I'm going to perform this in a video like it's coming from a sincere place. But I'm just going to do go about it in this like way that is just like putting everything on display because 
that's how like quote unquote funny different kids like cope you know at least that's how i did where it's like now here it all is you know well i think it it's finally like i was finally getting like quirky kid representation in the media forget about being disabled like quirky kids though i'm like covered um mm -hmm. at this point and like you've we got, got Nick pop and punks, you've got like simple plans and stuff that are like i'm just a kid life is a nightmare and like yes. but basically it's like i am different and that's yes. fine and, and that's so cool, like actually. i was just like fine i'm gonna lean into this because no one else can you Definitely. know dare to be different or whatever um <laughs> yeah dare to defy then, like, cw Sorry, amazingly at the end okay. of all this you know i'm in the bathroom like being like oh my god oh my god oh my god uh a dude comes into the bathroom like the little brother of one of the kids in my grade and was like because we all had to watch this sixth through eighth grade had science oh together god. so the entire middle school is watching this it's like an and assembly <laughs> basically and this oh, dude wow. comes in the bathroom he he pulls me out from under the sink and is like she blushed <gasps> oh my god what is that what does that so, mean so I don't know what it means because two weeks later was the school dance and we danced to No One by Alicia Keys and it was beautiful. No. It was my first slow dance and it was tender and it was cool. Um, so she liked it. Yeah. I mean, we and then we went on an eighth grade trip to Mackinac Wait, did you guys Island. go to the dance together like officially no, or no. did you just dance at the dance? I don't think people had dates at my school because it was yeah. so small and everyone was kind of going anyway. So it wasn't like an obligation. And like when I got to the dance, I remember Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis was playing. <gasps> I love. And that's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a slow keep jam. Bleeding, keep... Where'd she go? Is she fucking dead? <laughs> Where is no, she? No, she's alive, actually. Okay, um, good. And she's kicking, but she's not kicking on the same level that she was with that song. Um, no. I was going to say, no, she bled out, but that seems bad. So <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm glad comedy. It's so, all about pushing the envelope. The boundaries. So, yes. If Louis C.K. has taught us anything, my idol, Louis C.K. <laughs> holy shit. Wow. Okay. So, so bleeding love is bleeding, playing, love is bleeding like out over the speakers. Dream. Yeah, it's done. And then no one, you can hear the keys and the drum just hit. And then oh, yeah. I'm like, hey, hey, uh, Mandy, do you want to dance? And she's like, sure. And so it's as awkward as first wow. dances with a waddling boy can go. It's awkward. The gate is off. But we nail it. It's fine. The song's over. The crescendo happens. Boom. What's, the, what's more sexual um, than someone saying sure to you? <laughs> I think oh, it was just thrill. like we were awkward, you know? Like yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. like she wasn't interested. It was just like, hmm, I'm down, you know? Of course. Yeah. Uh, but without kind of the the connotations of that, she was also like, hey, we're friends at the end of the day, you know? But, like, also, mm -hmm. maybe maybe I still, have, like, have a crush, you know? It was very yeah. hot and cold. But I'll explain why. Because I figured okay. this out later in ninth grade. Because we stayed friends. Because you um, mature. But two weeks pass after the dance. The dance happens. It's a thing. We're normal. And I'm like, hey, Mandy. <laughs> we should talk about us and she's like <laughs> okay and i'm like so what are we and she's like hmm i don't know see here's the thing i cannot date any boys because my dad won't let me date any boys until i turn 16. And i'm, I'm like wow. hmm, well you were born in 93 so that puts our 
possibility date in 2009. Pretty chill. Uh, I can wait. Do some if quick you math can wait. Here. Let's. Boop, 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 but, but, you know, I can wait. I can, you know, I I waited for you to come back. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, I can speed this along. And she's like, "How?" I'm like, "You know what I'm gonna do? Oh no! I'm gonna write a letter." And she's like, no. "To who?" And I'm like, "Your dad." So. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. That's part one. That's over now. So <laughs> there's so much. What have we learned? Absolutely nothing. It got worse. So Yeah. Part two. I am on vacation with my family camping. It's Memorial Day weekend and I'm talking to my dad about Mandy. And I'm like, Yeah, she's great. And he's like, Yeah, she is. She's got a good head on her shoulders. She's cute. I mean, what more could you want? And I was like, Hey, let me tell you about this idea I've been workshopping. See, Mandy can't date until she turns 16, but I really want to. So I'm thinking of writing her letter, like, not her letter. Yeah, I'm writing her letter to a dad, her dad specifically, uh, to ask for her hand in relationship, you know, as (laughs) is tradition. Ask for her hand in date. (laughs) And he's like, that's a horrible idea. Don't do it. So, of course, I did it. Um, Did your dad actually say that? I don't have a copy of the letter. It would be amazing if I did. But yeah, I only had one because I hand wrote it and I wrote three pages front and back. And I remember one detail of this entire thing. And it was the opening of the letter. Oh, and my it's God. The Give Webster's it to me. Webster's dictionary definition of <sighs> dedication. What? Oh, my God. It's like an expository essay. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like a college admissions essay. All right. Yeah. So. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't melodramatic enough, I, <laughs> I put the letter in an envelope. I hand it to Mandy, the letter. But before I do, I go into my locker, pull out a red Sharpie, and I write on the letter, the envelope of the letter, regarding mm-hmm. R.E. colon, the last chance. Oh, my God, James. Like, I... Uh, <laughs> where look, is I hadn't of... read John Green Are at you this sure point you're in not my like life, but I feel like... theater kid? Like, the I... drama... <laughs> I'm really dramatic. It's true. You were you're in the wrong area. You need to come to New York and go to the theater with me. I hand her this envelope. She reads it. She screens it. She's like, "That's fine." She gives it to her dad. I hear nothing about this, so I'm like, she "Everything's proves? chill." Wow. Thought you were however, smarter than this, Mandy. <laughs> however. Okay. Eighth grade graduation. It's a thing. It's 2008. There are eight kids in my eighth grade class. So. It's magic eight ball themed. Black and white balloons. There are magic eight balls on every table at this banquet hall that the school has rented. If you shook one of those magic eight balls that night, I bet it would say, don't do what you're about to do. Oh, no. So the night moves on without a hitch. However, there's one hitch. I forgot to say the prayer. Now, this isn't a Catholic school. This isn't a religious school. So I thought it was stupid that you had to say a prayer like a grace before we ate dinner. But I forgot it. I was supposed to do it. And Mandy had covered for me. Wait, explain this to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Break this down All for right, me. Let's, let's back up. I'm yes. moving a little fast. so I'm excited. I'm there with you, but I just need to understand the prayer. Sure. So it's a Magic 8-Ball night at 8th grade graduation. And we have like a grace before dinner, like a prayer to say like, thank you for food. Let's eat. You know, and we have to come up to the podium and say these things. Other kids had to say, like, the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, like, easy shit. 
but I had to come up with a prayer and I forgot to do it. Oh, so you're the only one and that so had to Mandy say the did prayer it for me. Yeah. Like you were the, you were giving. Okay. Wow. Cause she's still into religion and shit. Yeah. So turns out, um, she couldn't date me until she was 16 because of her dad. Her dad was very religious and I, and felt like that was, you know, the proper thing to do. So imagine my surprise when after eighth year graduation, the speeches are done. Some kids in my class played Paranoid by Black Sabbath instead of a speech. Like it was very uh, mm-hmm. anything goes. Free for so, all. It's chaos. Everything's it's wrapped up. Graduation. We've ate dinner. <laughs> it's over. And then I see this man and he's holding a black balloon like under the staircase. And mm-hmm. he waits for me to like inch towards him and then he says hi hi james uh nice suit do you know who i am and i'm like uh no actually and he's like i'm mandy's dad and oh my god <laughs> he hands me a typed letter <gasps> so From he him? responded that he, he responded wrote? so i met like you said that my essay was kind of like an expository college admissions type thing. So yeah. this was kind of like a college rejection letter. Oh um, my god! I don't have it. I'm pretty Does sure no my one parents know how to might... just speak in this world. Everyone's just writing fucking letters, including the adults. I'm reeling. Okay, so what did this yeah. letter say? It was said, he scary? Well, was he an imposing guy? He was. He's not. No, he's not. I'm an imagining him fi- as like a figure villain. like physically but like he you know he was just kind of like a dad you know okay. not really with a dad bod but like he, he was just a guy so he hands me this letter and it's not in an envelope like presentation is off so i open it and it's like hi james i appreciate your care and interest in my daughter however as her father i feel like she's not ready to date you know it's like very formal like very yeah. matter of fact like he stuck to his guns, even more so, um, you know, at the bottom where he signed his name, he wrote instead of like sincerely or warm regards or whatever, he wrote in his grip and the his what? in like his capitalized? grip. So, yeah. So like his is like God or Jesus or some person, you know, that is so dramatic. Up. So in his also grip, aggressive kind of, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> a few days later, my dad asks me did you send that letter to mandy james and i was like why Mm -hmm. why why you're asking dad and he's like i found a reply in your room dad be snooping so dad yells at me for like an hour and i'm like freaking out obviously but you know i did the thing that he told me not to do and so he calls mandy's father and he's like hey sorry for my stupid son uh, isn't this funny? <laughs> Can we laugh about this? And so son, yeah. I'm like crying because this is like my dad like, doesn't dad, really I'm get mad love. ever, but this mm-hmm. was like he was mad because he was like you did this thing and it's like insane. Now I have to like go untangle it. And so they're laughing, they're having a good time. They're like, huh, boys will be boys, right? Except my boy is an idiot. So. <laughs> They're laughing. I'm crying. Mom's like shaking her head. Um, but this does not phase Mandy and I's relationship at all because then we got Facebooks and there oh, was yeah. a period. This is where I have my nuggets. This is where I have my good content. So yes, give me that content. We get Put Facebooks it in my veins. 
and we get it's complicated on Facebook. And so <laughs> we were in a confirmed relationship on Facebook, which it's is just complicated. complicated. <laughs> because it is complicated. Like how like imagine you had to tell There's Facebook. Religion. Yeah, exactly. Imagine yeah. if you had to explain to Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> why your relationship is the way it is. And I'd be like, well, it is really a long story. Um, Let's just say it's complicated. So wow. <laughs> Mandy and I wrote on each other's walls in addition to messages. But I was like really into the Facebook wall feature. And I'm going to read you some great messages from me. This um, is my favorite time of Facebook, too. This is the wild, wild west of Facebook, where everyone's on each other's walls, performing every relationship they're involved in. And I'm obsessed. And please give it to me straight. <laughs> there, I didn't check Facebook messages because I felt like that would take too long, except for one. But that's in part three. Um, so <laughs> this is still part two. So August 20, 2009. This is a lengthy Facebook wall back and forth about making plans still. But mm -hmm. I have an in now. And I say, ha, huh, I found your CDs that I made her. And she ah. was like, hey, when are you going to give it to me? And I was like, when we hang out, nothing happens. But then five days later, I'm like, you're really cute. Ha ha. Just like standard on the wall. God. And then she that replies so on my nervous. wall, you're really random. <laughs> you're yeah, really exactly. random. That's the title of Ep. You're really random. <laughs> All right. So for those keeping score at home, it is now 2009. Ten-year challenge. Yes. This is the 10-year anniversary tour for this podcast. Yes. Or this, this story. Her birthday's in fall 2009. And I remember this because in my memories every year, I'm plagued by this. When Facebook does the on this day thing, time hop, yeah. whatever. So I'm like reminded yes. that there was a period in 2009 where I was literally publicly counting down to her birthday. Oh my God. As like Facebook <laughs> statuses. Because I was like, yeah, we're going to date. It's going to be sick. Because like the signals Can you imagine were good. if I did that to someone that I had a crush on like on Twitter? But like someone like I could see myself doing that about like John Bernthal or something or like right. Lucas Hedges. But imagine if I did that like in earnest about like a real person in my life and was just like, can't wait for. Oh, my God. I literally almost just said someone that I have a crush on's full name here. Uh, and then I did it. You have a lot more God. restraint than I do. That's very good. Anyways. Um, but yeah, can you imagine doing shit like that now? Like. No, guess, absolutely you know what, not. You know what I think the the like equivalent of that is now though, is when people take uh, screenshots of text between like them and then like put it on Instagram or put it on like their Instagram story. Like I think that is innately a flirt, and I think that is our like that's the new version of that is publicly showing. Like, look at the funny thing that we've said to each other. I'm like, okay, that's a flirt, right? Yeah, it's the same yeah thing. I absolutely have done that before. And even as recently as last week, like it, I, I like that though. Cause I feel like as an extremely online person, like I can like see the value in that, but probably because I've been doing it for 10 fucking years. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think like when, when people like, you can tell when it's a flirt, when you post something, cause I'm like, this isn't funny enough to warrant being posted unless it's because it's like, look at me and this person I like, you know? I can just tell. I can feel the vibe yeah, exactly. all the time. Anyways, so you're counting down to her birthday like a fucking freako. Yeah. So I'm counting <laughs> in a down great way. to her birthday. Fall 2009. Okay. And 
There was a period also when I would sign my statuses TQM. So Mandy lived in Mexico for a while. She actually signed my yearbook in the eighth grade in Spanish. And Love that. I didn't know how to translate it because she was using like slang and everything. So I, I mm-hmm. her sister was in class and I gave her my yearbook and said, hey, can you translate this for me? Because like Mandy wasn't going to do it. And so I was like, well, I need to know what this says. And it was super nice. And I wish I had it. So I would sign off on my statuses TQM, which stands for Te Quiero Mucho. My oh my bad. God. Fucking right, so kill me. Yeah, okay. We would say that to each other. Wow. Um, and so it was like really weighted. And so I was like ready. This is a real and like 2009 romance. Yeah, but then this happens. Mm-hmm. Three days before her birthday, she sends me an email. A communique we have oh not God, used in a while. So this is serious. So she sends me an email. And it, it basically says this. I couldn't find it. Like I looked for my Frodo 13 archive and couldn't find it. But she said, okay. <laughs> I had to make a hard decision today. Oh my God. <laughs> I had to choose between two people, you and Randy. Now I'd heard about this what? Randy character before because of MySpace. <laughs> Who the fuck is now, Randy? This is where the twist comes. This is where the twist comes. So Randy, okay. during the summers um, in middle school, Mandy would go to Bible camp up north in Michigan. And the oh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan camp. is like all forest. So they would do like camp things. And yeah, she would always have these bulletins about boys that she had crushes on at camp. And one of them was Randy. And Oh my God. Camp is so dangerous if you're not there. Yeah, I met go him away to camp. Though. Oh, really? That's the tricky part, because I went to see Mandy in Footloose at her school. She was one of the chorus in Footloose. So I went to the the musical. I had my uncle drive me (laughs) to see my girlfriend, and (laughs) Randy was there. And he was really nice, and I was like, this is non-threatening, you know? Um, Yeah. Turns out I was wrong, and... uh, (laughs) Spoiler alert, they're married now. Um, oh, my God. James. Thank you. Thank you. You know why I need to thank you? Is because everyone on my show recently has ended up with their crush. And I'm over it. They're all, like, married to their crushes. I'm like, bye. It's time. It's about time that someone's crush is married to someone else. Yeah, I, uh, when that I was is listening wild. to... Josiah's episode and about you know his wife and how Mm -hmm. like cool that was I was like oh wait you mean to tell me that (laughs) this is how it ends like this is like eventually I will have my happily ever after but now I just retell this story this heartbreaking story um (laughs) and you know what the reason was Rebecca what you know what the reason was that we did not end up together? Which I think God? is funny now. Um, no. She actually said it? this in the email. She said that I was a non-believer. God, I knew it. Yeah, Fucking and I thought it Jesus. was interesting because I was literally going to Catholic school. That is so funny. You didn't. Even, you would have converted for. You would have learned. I could. I believe that. I believe that you would have. Absolutely. Would have I have done above and beyond for love. Yeah. At this point. It's very clear that I was all in. And like, <sighs> which is my problem because I feel like 50-50 is the way to go. But, you know, 80-20 It's impossible 90, for people 10, like even. us now. Yeah. 
Right, yeah. Um, so here's the part three. Dun, dun, dun. It's seven years later. Oh, no. So what year is this? It's actually eight years later. Sorry, my math is wrong. So this is 2009. It's 2017, and I just saw the weekend before Dashboard fucking confessional, and this oh my happens. God. First of all, I'm okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I can't even. I had so to bring you're... up the dashboard note because I felt like you've talked yeah. about dashboard a lot, like trying to I get do. Chris on the podcast. So that's Chris, a detail. So please. I get this message cold out of the blue. August 2017 from Mandy, mm-hmm. who has her husband's last name now. Jesus. And this is like where it gets confusing. And like I was confused about it forever. Um, she said, hey there, period. Line break. Ready? I know this mm-hmm. is super weird. And honestly, I've debated with myself for literally weeks whether or not to send this. But it's been on my mind recently. So here we go. Uh-oh. Seven fucking years. I want to apologize. Whoa. Apologize for doing and saying things that hurt you. And I know this was like forever ago. And I think that we are pretty cool now. But I oh did it God. and it was wrong. And I don't think I ever actually apologized to you for the ways that I hurt you. And I've been feeling convicted <gasps> of that recently. Even though it feels like a million years ago, I hope you forgive me. Okay, so at this point, I'm like, Shit. wait a minute. I did the thing. Yeah. Like, I was annoying. Like, and so I'm, like, confused by this. And I text my dad mm-hmm. at this point, And I'm like, hey, guess who I heard from for the first time in literally years? And he's like, who? And I'm like, Mandy. And he's like, oh, shit, why? Um, <laughs> and I was like, read this. But I'm not done. Because it gets sweeter. But, like, this is where I'm going to be like, I'm going to read my reply and be like, okay, the chapter closed. So, (laughs) continuing, I also want you to know that I'm rooting for you, man. I'm super proud of the person you have become and the things you have done and are doing. You've got such a huge heart and an amazing future. Anyways, I know this is beyond random. Random! (laughs) But I just wanted to make sure that I did this because I guess it's been weighing on me for a while. You were such an incredible person, and I wish you nothing but the best. And I know you've obviously got amazing friends, but if you ever need anything, I don't think I'm actually that far away. At this point, she lives in Maryland, and at this point, I I still live in Virginia, so Mm. it is close. Okay. I totally don't expect anything like that from you, but I'm just trying to say I've got your back if you need it. Blah. Wow. This is such a random message. And I feel like I just sound weird, but whatever. And this is this is important because this is a line that could go in any public apology, even though this shouldn't have happened because she did mm-hmm. nothing wrong. Yeah. The point isn't about how I feel. It's about trying to make things right. Happy weekend. Wow. So I'm freaking out. I'm at work, like in the bathroom being like, oh, my God, that would make me what? cry. I was like, that's so nice and so unwarranted for something that I literally buried the hatchet so far away in Michigan. Like, because it wasn't even beef. It was just like, huh, this is it a It was weird just thing. she chose someone else and that sucks. Yeah, it's like, but... and I moved on. So I was like, yeah. because I was like, hey, if my friend that like I had for years is happy with someone that she has like things in common with and like life goals to share with and stuff like we can all be friends and it was hilarious the ways that i tried to like fit into a box 
but mm. like also kept spilling over and being extra like the letter stuff the the blooper stuff and so yeah. i was like so i tried to formulate a response and this is where our story ends because it has to end this way because it's in the past <laughs> no bad blood she is awesome and yeah it was a funny story that my parents still bring up. They're like, remember when you wrote a letter to that girl's dad? <laughs> Me personally, I'm never going to forget it. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it's been recorded for all of human history. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah. like six hours later, I collect my thoughts and I'm ready. And so I say, this isn't weird at all. We were so young. <laughs> haha. <laughs> I was honestly so out of line and stupid for some of the things I did and didn't do. And I'm sorry, too. Things wouldn't have ended up where they did now without any of the time we spent being friends. I built my world online, just like we did when we felt that's what made sense. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're doing what seems to be what you love and that you found someone to be a part of that. No worries here. We all make mistakes, and I've made a lot, but there's no ill will from me at all. I was like 15 and dramatic. Thanks for <laughs> reaching out. I guess Maryland isn't that far after all. And that's how it ended. Like, wow. And I'm always curious because I'll see her like pop up on Facebook, you know, doing the things that she wants to do. And I'm like, isn't that the whole point of having a crush? Like, you want them to be good. Yeah. Like, truly good. And she seems truly happy. And that's all you could want. And like, I feel like, you know, when people talk about things not working out and like I, I've been guilty of this. I think we all have, especially people raised on pop punk. They're like, yeah, my ex, they're a bitch. You know, it's like very like, <laughs> yeah, like biting and horrible. But like, I think in this instance, it was like we this was our first anything. Like I didn't kiss her, but it was like we were so confused and we were mm -hmm. in such a weird like situation because of how small our schools were and how like isolated we were that like yeah. of course it was going to happen to the two of us um yeah so i think we all leveled out i'm still pretty extra um Definitely, and i'm still obviously. pretty annoying <laughs> on the internet but hey i'm I verified wonder... it worked out for all of us it works out i wonder what <laughs> made her what what like instigated her like uh, you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna message him you know Maybe yeah, she found really out about Classroom question. Crush. She started listening and she was like, wow, I should reach out. <laughs> I think I think because I asked my dad who my dad is religious. I should probably say that. So he grew up hmm. in a religious household. So he, he kind of understands the idea of like confession. But you're supposed to do that behind closed doors in the Catholic Church. So he's like, I guess what happened, dude, is that Mandy went to confession hmm. and she like thought about the probably the worst thing she's ever done is probably just led you on. And it's like, yeah. well, that's, I mean, like she did it in the nicest way possible. Like, it's not like, you know, but we also, yeah, you can, you can never, but you'll, you'll never understand, you know, everything that she felt about it. You know, she could have had things built up in her own brain, like, like how you have certain moments that are, you know, that stand out and that like are vivid memories. You don't know what hers are of that experience. You know, you don't know what the flip is. So yeah, for sure. In her brain, it could um, have been this, she could have been acting this huge way that you didn't necessarily see, you know? 
Um, it's funny that your dad said that about confession, though, because I immediately was like, hmm, maybe she's an AA. <laughs> and oh I immediately God. thought, like, you know, because when you're an AA, you're supposed to go and, and, and you, like, you apologize or, you know, you basically try to make peace with people who you have ma- you may have wronged in the past or whatever. Um, that's immediately yeah. what I thought of. But who knows? I don't know. I Maybe. mean, it's pretty therapeutic to do that in general. I think, like, I, like, personally, I've spent the last year trying to, like, do that as well. And I think, mm-hmm. like, it, I think for her, I think it was just, like, she might have been seeing that I was, like, happy, too. And was probably like, hey, this is probably a good time because we're well adjusted to be like, hey, are we cool? Yeah. <laughs> like, but also, I just How think it's you... funny because, like, she did nothing wrong. And so, like. I think we were just all on high alert. But she it was probably, eighth grade. She probably knew that th- this this was your first big love and that it probably broke your heart a little bit. And that's like, you know, that's a that's a big thing. And even if it wasn't on purpose, even if you were if if you like didn't harbor any like ill will, you know, that's a lot of responsibility for someone to, to like be the first love, you know? How do you think you you approached relationships after this. Uh, how did it prime you for your future loves, your future crushes? Yeah, I definitely did not have like um, an in-person relationship for a long time after this. Mm-hmm. I think like I, I guess because of how it kind of played out where we were distant um, and, you know, went to different schools and communicated through the internet, like, I felt like that was comfortable, even though I like had crushes like in my classroom, literally, uh, that's the show folks. But, uh, (laughs) I shout out to my show and like this, my first kiss was like a girl who went to a different school and like we communicated via text. She actually texted me during the movie that we were at. was like, you should kiss me. Like it, Wow. my like idea of love and romance at this period of my life like into high school into college was like the internet um Mm -hmm. and that's that's when i was like talking to mandy you know through that facebook message of being like i literally i built my world online like that's how i understood it now yeah i think now thinking about that and getting that message um prompted me to kind of move to philly because I was, I was dating a person from Philly at the time. Um, and mm. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should strive for something real. If, like, this yeah. is kind of what started all of this and I've kind of, like, gotten overdue and unnecessary closure, maybe I can, like, do something real, you know? That relationship didn't work out, but it got me thinking, you know, I can use these tools, I can use Tinder, I can use Hinge, whatever, uh, to like as a starting point, but like the best relationships I think for me right now are people I can like hang with. Um, yeah, no, I mean sometimes you like, need a push to explore a new way of of feeling that affection towards people, a new way of like exploring that because I think there's something about the internet and like the kind of relationship you had and the kind of relationship like. I had with my Tumblr Australia guy. Shout out the Kevin T. Porter episode. Check it out. That's like you sort of start to understand how to communicate your feelings in like this written word type of way, you know, or like you you understand people 
like you understand the performance that other people are putting on you understand innately even if you're not acknowledging it maybe a little bit of the performance that you're putting on you know because it really is like like as genuine as it is a lot of it especially in those early days is being you know like this exemplified version of yourself that you can like put on paper quote-unquote like but online you know and there's something yeah. about that that I think is va- like valuable. You know, I probably I probably wouldn't have this fucking podcast or anything if I wasn't even just with my friends talking on Facebook with my friends writing whole long paragraphs like intricately detailing what one how like one person said something and it made me feel this way because he did this thing, you know? Like there's something unique about that experience. Um but I think you know, the, the important thing is that you end up learning how to be that person in real life, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, especially like, because, um, I think I liked the idea of like curating a personality through the internet because I was so big on like writing and like, Mm. (laughs) I mean, at, at the time where I like really curated like a Tumblr persona and like a Twitter persona, I was like really into like John Green and like John Green is all about being, stupid i like yeah I don't, you know what i mean and yeah and, like now it's funny because like i know you're watching this show and like this is spoiler free but like you on netflix that show could not exist without the mm-hmm. idea of a person's like digital personality like overcoming a person in real life and being yeah. like okay i'm gonna learn everything about this based on those things and yeah I felt- and i'm sorry i do have to correct you it is television's you Please, please respect and call it Television's You. <laughs> All right, Television's You, a great yeah. program. Check it <laughs> so out. So good. I mean, th- I I saw this happen with people where it's like, oh, I see your online presence, whatever, and I know that's not how you are in real life, and that really angers me. But then sometimes people actually find their like interests online, and then it maybe it becomes part of a brand first, but then maybe it actually becomes a part of who they are you know like it can go either way but yeah i mean like i a little bit more kind of like about the relationships i've formed since mandy like i think so when i was in college i really started to like this band um they're called modern baseball i won't talk too much about them but of course I like, modern baseball <laughs> I like, should be on the pod <laughs> maybe hey, they're all about baseball. crushes uh yeah but I was, like, really into this band. And, you know, I kind of, like, did form not, like, a stand Twitter. But, like, my Twitter was, like, hey, I love this band. Like, I think they're really cool. You should check them out. Um, and so I would, like, yeah. kind of meet people who were just also fans of the band. And it wouldn't be, like, weird. It would just be, like, yeah, like, we have this one thing in common. So I'm going to pursue something based on that one thing. Which I think, like... Yeah. is another theme i've noticed through like some of the dudes in your podcast that are like yeah we're gonna latch onto this one thing that a person likes and we're gonna crush um <laughs> Tr- which totally. because a crush is so micro that you're like okay this is gonna be exploded in my mind into something spectacular um yeah and i'm gonna put it on a pedestal for a little bit and i think that did happen for a while because i lived again it's about distance it's about kind of the separation between you know, the crush and the crush E. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was in Virginia dreaming about Philadelphia in general, like for years. And when I finally made the jump over here, I was kind of like, 
well, maybe I can do this for real and be more of myself and be, mm-hmm. you know, less of a, less of a computer screen. Cause I'll still meet people in person at shows or, you know, even like in passing on the street and they'll be like, I just thought, I didn't think you were a real person. <laughs> like, cause I've <laughs> yeah. never seen you before. And, you know, it's nice to be a real person. And I think like ever since I put, you know, a picture of myself on MySpace years ago, or like have finally found like friends, you know, to call it back to first grade and like understood like what I need in, you know, a friend group and, you know, mm-hmm. partnerships of any kind, like here we are. I think like it's made me a better person to know the artifice of trying to be someone you're not necessarily 100% yeah uh, of i'm just gonna bring up isaac you know my homie that listens to this isaac, podcast shout out hi hi, hi isaac uh, so here, here's kind of my point so isaac and i both have cerebral palsy like we grew up mm-hmm. with it like that's how we became friends and that's how i like knew that he had a band because he was like yeah hey, it's cool that you're writing about your experiences like i also have this disability like we should be friends and he was 16 when he reached out and now he's like 20. um so we've been friends for a while and yeah, he's also kind of like, well, long distance, like people can, I can like talk to someone and like FaceTime them and it's kind of in my control, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like totally relate to that because as a person with a physical disability, at least for me, like I went on a first date with someone in the 11th grade to like an ice cream date and she saw me we had met on tumblr she saw me saw that i was kind of wobbly and like recoiled not like out of disgust but like out of like she Mm. she had never seen that before she had never had a context for it so i i didn't hold it against her but i was like "Hmm." it like bothered me a little bit so i was like "Hmm, maybe if i you know kept my distance from these people then i can't have that weirdo transaction you know where someone's like yeah "Hmm, i don't really know about this that's fucking scary in a vulnerable position to put yourself in yeah and i will like do a little bit of self-crit i think this is a good time for that so like Mm. because of long distance relationships and because of the separation that you have with someone and like that security blanket and that kind of like no one can hurt me if something like is so built up in your mind over time and space and distance literally and you're like okay i've kept my arm's length from this but i like you know want to try something you know real and tangible with this person and then it's like not what you expected and you like put Mm -hmm. it on a pedestal and idealized it in a certain way um you know it's a learning experience to like undo that um yeah and, and i think like everyone has had that um everyone's seen a movie where you know it's not what it seems shrek 2 is one uh (laughs) but yeah i i just think like this particular story that i told today like spans so much of my young life um you know from fifth to tenth grade Mm -hmm. you know a sizable chunk that like i was like okay it's gonna be a long you know story but i think like it is so formidable or formative geez but it's also formidable yeah. in my mind. Unbreakable. <laughs> Where are you at now? What's your what's your dating relationship vibe right now? <laughs> I literally just uh, became Facebook official with this girl I've been seeing, like literally yesterday. Yes. I was hoping you were gonna ask um, yes. because I made her listen to the podcast. And I was like, I'm gonna be on this. It's literally like top five, my favorite. And 
she oh was like, God. first of all, Rebecca's voice, awesome. Uh, having a good time oh, listening to her. You sent me a and screenshot I, of that. That's the girl. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm, yeah, she did my so, favorite compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I approve. Yeah, so we're having a good time. She, she lives in Philly, too, so I'm trying out the whole... We met on Tinder. I'll tell the story. I think she'll appreciate this. Maybe not. Yes. We'll talk. But uh, we met... Her name is Liz, real name. And Liz, fair. We met yeah. because... Okay, I'm just going to show my card here. So I paid for Tinder Gold once wow because wow, was, wow big shot because money bags it was 350 a month which is insane and i was like for a month i'll find my wife you know so i tried it and <laughs> i stopped and then i d- before i deleted the app i saw that there was a message from someone and she said give carly ray a sword challenge now I think my anthem at the time was like boy problems because I wanted to be funny, but also I really like Carly Rae. Um, Who doesn't? I clicked on on her profile and it said, swipe right if you want to talk about The Simpsons, which I guess I had had done. And I was like, oh, cool. So (laughs) she knows a thing that I know. Like we have that starting point so we can talk about it. But I delete the app because I was like, I'm not ready. But for some reason, I reinstalled the app and I... (laughs) messaged liz and i was like sorry i waited until party for one was out to message you back Funny. and she said power move and then we started talking and then i met her for the first time at a show she was working box office and we saw the wonder years because i'm pop punk baby um, cute i love that and then we went to go get taco bell and ate it in the parking lot of a taco bell that's now closed okay full circle taco bell again (laughs) yeah wow full circle truly um so yeah we've been hanging out it's fun hi liz thanks for letting me do that we stay we do it's very nice to uh be at peace with some things in your life yeah for sure i'd like that congrats and and now it's funny because thank you this you know you did the real like online to irl quickly you know there's none of that built that built up you know expectation and then it just happened to also actually just be good and i think like going in blind on tinder is a very scary thing sometimes but i mean for everyone especially girls but i uh it's bad yeah it sucks tinder sucks but sometimes (laughs) sometimes good things happen that's the thing that's what happens to all all my friends something good happens on there and i'm like ugh, i guess i'll try and then i want to die anyways james yeah this is an amazing story thank you for sharing (laughs) you're welcome but i've also had like a year to prepare so i've tried to like (laughs) also mold my life around the potentiality of me being on this podcast no truly that felt like an epic anyways We've talked about some songs. We've talked to Leona Lewis. We've talked to Alicia Keys. We've talked so much. Do you have any specific songs you want to talk about? Oh, because on this show, we talk about music that reminds us of our crush years. <laughs> Do you like how I just inserted yeah. the information of what this part is? Um, besides <laughs> sure. your... So you sent me a playlist of... These were basically the songs of the story. Is there one you wanted to single out as like... Yeah, I will talk about one specifically. Um, So the night that I asked Mandy to be my girlfriend over AIM, 
um, was mm. the night that I Empire by Angels and Airwaves came out. And <laughs> Angels and Airwaves, for those not playing at home, is Tom DeLong of Blink 182's side project after Blink 182 went on hiatus. And if you don't know that, why are you even listening to my show? I'm just I, kidding. I mean, a lot of people, like Liz, I'm not going to blow up her spot, but I am. She's like, I've only heard the Blink 182 hits. And I'm like, that's fine, but I'm going to make you a playlist. Yeah. You're going to like. I'm going to show you, like, Angels Because sometimes we don't really change. <laughs> no, I absolutely don't. Uh, she yeah. came over for the first time and was like, you have a Blink-182 flag? And I was like, absolutely. So sometimes <laughs> Have you I just not stick been up front with you about who I am? So Angels and Airwaves has a song called Sirens. It, it's track five on that album. It's a bop. So it is affiliated with specifically going home that night and being like hey will you be my gf and mandy saying yeah yeah i mean like sirens was melodrama and also melodramatic is hero heroine by boys like girls which was my MySpace song for a period, and I remember that like soundtracking a lot of daydreaming about crushing. Still to this day, uh, I have this friend, and we were talking about that record in general and how like awesome it still is and how it like conjures up so many positive like feelings of like romance so shout out boys like girls wow for sure that's i mean i love those two picks i do feel that since i had to endure the pain of watching this montage video about um you know being yourself and stuff which literally ends with um, me and all of my friends in eighth grade, not friends, people who would soon abandon me, saying, I am me. Um, since I had to watch that, I might as well talk about uh, the song that was playing underneath it. And it is All American Rejects, Sunshine, which is from the album, When the World Comes Down. From 2008, baby, did you listen to this album? I did. Um, actually, when I saw Dashboard in 2017, the All American Rejects opened, and they played a song off that record and said, so that record had other songs but Gives You Hell. And they were, like, throwing shade at it and how no one cared about it. But I thought it was okay. I loved it. Like, okay. I knew it wasn't as good as their other albums, but it was also an album that I just had on my iPod uh, Nano. <laughs> and I listened to it every night when I went to sleep, when I slept at my dad's house. I listened to it on my little headphones. It was just like a thing. And, I, and it was just like a, my, my sleeping. Uh, For like sure. if I played it right now, I'd probably be surprised at how I know every fucking lyric. Well, James, this has been truly delightful. It has been a blessing. A Tuesday miracle. Really, no. I'm so glad that we became uh, online friends. And now we're podcast friends. And because we've spoken on the Skype. For it's sure. Incredible. 
Anyways, James, do you have anything you'd like to plug today? I do want to shout out the other contingent of the Classroom Crush fan club. Um, my friend Rachel, who I made uh, friends with in kindergarten. So before that first grade prophecy. So wow. shout out to her. We have a group chat called Isaac's Love Quest. Actually, I think it's been renamed since uh, the last time it was called that. But it was like for Isaac to, you know, find a crush that likes him. And... <laughs> Rachel's in it, and we talk about classroom crush episodes in there too. So, I know shout Rachel. Out to Rachel. I definitely um, know Rachel, and we stan. Shout out to them, Isaac and Rachel. Um, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Get Cerebral, G E T C E R E B R A L. I have a podcast called the. No, it's not called that anymore. It's not Stereo called Confidential. That there we it go. used to be called the Modern Vinyl Podcast. I. And just find me on there for now. now. There's other stuff coming in 2019, but I don't want to tease that out. So Ooh. cool. Mysterious. You can follow me at Almond Milk Hotel. You know that. You can follow Classroom Crush. You got it. It's just Classroom Crush on Twitter. You know. You're a loyal fan. <laughs> Please rate, review, subscribe. And, you know, tweet the pod. Tell your friends. Be more like James. James has spread the the information of this pod. Just like, you know, I should pay him, basically, but I'm poor. Um, <laughs> you don't James, need to do that. I'm a patron of the theater. That's true. You are. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. And I feel You're that welcome. I've learned so much. And I'm happy that Mandy is happy. Which is controversial because usually I decide that the, the crush who broke anyone's heart on my show is an enemy. I think like, but I think when I figured that out, there was a there was a quote I read once. I don't remember who it's from, but it said the only person who should be an asshole in your memoir is you. It's not her fault. You know, she did everything she could with the things she was given and she was thrown a lot of info. But hey, you know. Such is the power of love. <laughs> That's life. That is the power of love. And, uh, yeah. you know, we're all better for it. So that's good. And good night. Good night. Oh,